Hi everyone, it's Roger here from What's On at DisneyPlus.com and I'm here with Dave Porter who is the composer of the brand new Marvel series Echo. So a big thank you for taking your time out to speak to us today about the show. But before we get into any of that, you've also worked on a number of um, other shows, Breaking Bad, uh, The Blacklist, Preacher. How did you kind of get involved in making music for TVs? Uh, it's always been a passion of mine uh, since I was quite young. I, I started music education uh, as a young boy, and my parents were both very musical, although not professionally. And uh, I think, uh, you know, coming into uh, my educational years of learning about music, I was always fascinated by the power of music when wed with other media. Uh, and particularly film and, and TV, but also dance and theater. And uh, just the, the combination of those arts together, uh, for me, has always been uh, a powerful union that sort of transcends one or the other. Uh, and uh, I've just always been fascinated by it and been really fortunate to uh, been able to find a pathway uh, to be able to make a career out of it. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And I said you've worked on some major shows. Um, so speaking of Echo, so this series um is out this week on Hulu and on Disney Plus. How did you come up with the overall sound of the, the theme song and the soundtrack to the film series? We spent a lot of time talking about uh, our musical approach for this. And obviously, when you're working, this is a very new experience for me. This is my first Marvel uh collaboration. Uh, and, a, a, and a new working with how they work and how they operate and, and all of the amazing, the amazing team that they have there. But obviously they have um, standards and they have expectations and the fans have expectations. And, and there's a, a world in which um, music, a musical identity has been established, right? For what we expect to hear uh, on, on a show like this. So our conversations really talked about how how do we uh, take that uh, and breathe some fresh life into it? You know what what can we do uh, that that isn't going to be so so different and that it's alienating, but is also going to have a, a uniqueness in its voice uh, that that will allow the series to 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 stand on its own legs a little bit creatively and, and musically. And there are a number of ways that we we did that. Um, part of that was, I think, um, the show itself uh, has uh, considerable stakes. It has uh, a depth of character uh, to her, uh, Maya, Echo's character, that I think is uh, a, a little elevated, maybe, from, from some other uh, Marvel stories. Uh, and so we really wanted to lean into that. Uh, and and the the real consequences of her choices, uh, and how those are going to impact her and and those around her, and then of course finally there are two very large pieces of her uh, which are integral to her story. One is her background as a Native American, and we certainly wanted to uh, touch upon that and include that. Uh, and then of course she's also deaf. And so there's moments where we really wanted to make sure uh, our audience had an opportunity to get in her shoes uh, and and view what she's seeing from her vantage point. And so music and sound design were important 
uh, and in being able to portray that as well. It's good. And as you said, um, there's a lot of indigenous um, work that goes into the series and stuff. Did you work with others within the community to kind of bring that into the sound of the series? We did indeed. And one of the wonderful things about working for uh, a, a, a company like Marvel and, and that's got this, uh, you know, all of this ability to have that attention to detail uh, and so we worked uh, very closely with a number of different liaisons between the, the Choctaw Nation. Uh, and part of what was exciting to me about the project was learning about uh, music that I don't know as much about. Uh, and that's always something that's going to uh, inspire me and interest me. Uh, so, yes, we had some wonderful collaborations. I was able to um, fly to the Midwest and meet with a lot of those folks. I had some instruments made. I had... Uh, a lot of uh, very, very talented folks uh, both sing and, and play instruments for me that found their way into the score uh, and in moments where, uh, you know, it, it was culturally appropriate to do so. Yeah, that's cool. And obviously, with, as you mentioned there, it's part of the bigger MCU. Did you go back and do like some research with maybe some of the um, music from like the Daredevil shows or other things within the MCU? I actually didn't. Uh, with the exception of, of course, going back and checking in on uh, Echo's introduction in, in, the, in the previous series for, for which she first appears, uh, just to have some context there. But I, I really um, didn't want to get too bogged down in, in what may or may not have been done before and was encouraged, uh, you know, by, by our team to really think about this as a, as a a standalone uh, story that wouldn't require a lot of knowledge necessarily from uh, from other uh, MCU properties in order to understand it and uh, to take a take a fresh spin on it. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a great thing as well because obviously you know we had seen her in Hawkeye, but to kind of get a, a brand new story is pretty cool. Um, last night you were at the premiere. What was it like being at a big event like that uh, for Marvel? Oh, it was exciting. Again, you know, my first Marvel experience to do that and the scope of it and the, and the, you know, for me, the, the integration that they do so well with the fans. Uh, so to be able to, to, to walk there, there on the red carpet and be surrounded by all the folks dressed up and, and, and uh, just clearly in love and excited, you know, brought a whole new level of excitement to uh, evenings that, let's be honest, sometimes can be, <laughs> you know, a little standard fare when you've done them a few times. Uh, so that that was really neat. It just brought a whole new level of excitement uh, and uh, and uh, sort of intrigue for me, you know, because it's just it brought a fresh sense of what that event could be like uh, to me. And I had a great time, really did. Yeah, it looked a lot of fun from the footage I was watching this morning. Um, so, um, other than the premiere, what was like your biggest um, highlight working on Echo? Ooh, wow. I think for me, uh, and this will sound a little funny because I wasn't directly involved in it, but uh, one of the things that we wanted to do when we were talking about including uh, some historical music from the Choctaw Nation was uh, originally we had talked about including uh, some recordings or using some recordings uh, of some very traditional Choctaw chants. Uh, and so 
um, one of the things I did was work in a studio in Dallas with a, a team of, of great folks from the Choctaw Nation who knew way, way, way more about this stuff than I did, of course. Um, and we started by recording some uh, of their very traditional chants uh, that go, you know, dating back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, but the more we were doing that, the more I realized, uh, and in talking to them, of course, just how important and, and culturally sacred those are. And um, it got me into a position where I thought, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could create something that has the roots of all of that and the power of all of that, but tells the story of Echo herself and is unique, not only to the show, um, but unique from anything that is culturally very, very important. Uh, so that we can put it in this modern context uh, and 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 be able to um, have it invoke that power in the show and and particularly in all of the the flashback scenes that you'll see in the series um, without appropriating something culturally that, that we wouldn't maybe want to do. Uh, and so with very little help for me, just some guidance, uh, was able to work in the studio with this team of chanters uh, and and come up with something new um, that that tells her story a little bit and, and talks about the, the, the strength and the power of, uh, of the roles of women in the Choctaw Nation and the importance of history and ancestry uh and uh and this is uh something that became the backbone that we grew the whole school around in, in many places uh and uh, very excited to to for when the soundtrack comes out to to share that with everybody because it, it was it, even though i was mostly a spectator uh it was it became uh such an integral part and, and i think a a sort of a a touchstone for us uh, about how to move forward in, in a way that that honored the the Choctaw heritage that is so important to the story, um, without it being static, you know, making it modern and new and and relevant and and perfectly aligned with our show. That's cool because one of the questions I was going to ask was like, the, how was it, you know, the differences between kind of in those flashback scenes and the modern scenes, and obviously that kind of little ties up with with what that was like. But what was your biggest challenge working on Echo? Hmm, I think you know the challenge. The biggest challenge was the 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 being able to marry those two worlds right the 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 very traditional um and the very modern which i think you know everyone expects and wants uh out of uh a, a story that's very current and is, and is very modern day um there was just a lot of dichotomies that way that had to be navigated so an example is the you know the the flashbacks to very old times to very modern. You've got the the dichotomy of New York, right, versus Oklahoma, uh, and the and the different sensibilities of that. You've got uh, Maya's two families, right? She's got her family of kingpin, 
and then you've got her her real family um, in, in Oklahoma, and and how those things blend together to create her. Uh, and so, at different points of the show, we talked an awful lot about that balance in in every moment, and it's always shifting and it's always evolving. Um, there's thematic statements, for example, that appear uh, in certain scenes played on a, a traditional Choctaw flute, right, that may evolve even halfway through a scene into being played by a modern Western flute. Um, and, and the reasons for that are obvious, but the knowing how and, and, and having the sense to, to feel um, when to make those shifts and how to, how to, how to uh, properly align those things, I think was the biggest challenge. And we spent a lot of time uh, talking about and discussing and working on. That's so cool because, like I said, there, uh, there's so many different scenes in the series, jumping around different time zones and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it 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 would must I said you know definitely see how that could have been so different than what shows you've worked on in the past. For sure. So so much of that, and a lot happens in five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the kind of thing of how different was it working on like a like a little uh, almost like a limited mini series compared to running on like long established shows like The Blacklist, where you know you've you've got like 20 plus episodes sure yeah well what what i love about working on something that has a finite end is that you can go into it uh having mapped out a strategy for the whole thing so there's nothing that you've got to save in the tank right for a future season there's no time for a, a great idea to save for later uh you've you've got this in this case just a five episode arc uh, and it is an arc. I mean, it's absolutely a story. It's not a procedural in any way. So it feels like it begins at the beginning and ends at the end. Uh, and that, for me, as a creative person, is very helpful because rather than having an uncertain end date of, of where you reach, um, for us, you know, there, there are milestones along the way, but the story has a definitive plot and a definitive motion to it. Uh, and having that in advance allows you obviously to to plan it all out so that you're reaching your peaks at the peak moments and and uh, and highlighting the things you need to highlight uh and never holding anything back that it's great i can't i'm i'm so looking forward to it because i've seen three episodes i've got two more to watch when they drop first thing for me on wednesday morning we can't yeah. wait to see it so and obviously and everyone can watch echo right now on at disney plus and on holy but again thank you so much for taking your time out to speak to us today dave that is fantastic thank you Thank you, Roger. Really appreciate the time.